Welcome to the What's In My Head podcast. I'm your host, Julian, and thanks for checking out the audio format of our show. If you want to watch these episodes, check us out on YouTube. Just type in youtube.com slash what's in my head podcast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride as I bring you a piece of your childhood each and every week. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button here as well as on YouTube. Make sure to check us out on all social media platforms. That's where I'll ask you, the fans, to drop a question or two for our upcoming guests. You can find us on social media by searching at In My Head Pod. If you're digging the content, leave us a rating and review as that helps us and other fans of pop culture find us. Enjoy the show. Go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I got Smalls himself today. How many times are you tired of hearing you're killing me, Smalls? You know, truthfully, when I was, uh, when I was younger, uh, it used to kind of get to me. I think yeah. probably because I was short. So mm-hmm. people call me Smalls, it kind of triggered something in my brain as a kid. <laughs> but uh, I, I love it now. I think it's, I get a kick out of it. I yeah. dig it. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I really enjoy it, actually. <laughs> it, it's, it's this movie and Remember the Titans are my two favorite all-time sports movies. Uh, a lot of people got Rocky in there. A lot of people got, you know, insert whatever you want to insert. But these two uh, stuck with me so much. Um, how did you get on this role, I guess, is what I'm going to ask. So. Oh, uh, well, actually, when I was a kid, I lived in uh, New York. Mm-hmm. And I lived right across the street from the school I went to. And they did a lot of school school plays, yeah. and I was I was kind of a shy kid, so they uh, encouraged me to do it to try to get me out of my shell a little bit. And uh, I, I started doing uh, like a first grade play, and uh, I, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. You know, I enjoyed doing it. So when I moved to Jersey, the school I went to didn't do school plays, so I kept begging my mom, and then she brought me to a a theater in Princeton, New Jersey, and I did a Christmas Carol, and. Uh, an agent saw me, put me in her agency uh, in Manhattan. I think Sam, I was like my sixth audition. Yeah. And uh, they flew me out to California and I didn't get the, I didn't get the part. They gave the part to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they filmed for a week or so and they, they were like, it's not working out. So they brought me back out. And, uh, and then they, they, uh, I think they rehired a couple other actors. I think Ham was recast. I was recast and they, they switched some roles around with the other guys. And uh, yeah, that's how it happened. I mean, it, it's it, it it's crazy that like there's two big movies like this. This kind of happened where they've recast essentially the the main role. You know, that first one being Back to the Future. You know, yes, uh, Mar- Marty wasn't supposed to be. Uh, shit. <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, it was Eric Michael Stoltz. J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. I couldn't think of his name. Michael J. Right Fox. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, it wasn't supposed to be him. And then same thing with you guys. It just wasn't working. And then boom. How big was this movie when you were young? I mean, I know it's big now, but was it huge? It, it for you? did okay. I mean, it did okay in the theater. It got uh, it got a little a little bit popular, but it wasn't like a huge uh, huge mega hit. Yeah. I think it was one. It was more on uh, like uh, VHS, DVD, and uh, going on TV. Like after a few years, it started getting kind of like a cult following, and uh, you know, I, I I really realized how popular it was. Uh, I was walking around the mall with uh, my, my kids and uh, I, I saw some guy walking by and he had the legends never die with all of us on it. <laughs> yeah. It was the first time I saw the shirt and yeah. I was like, I, I stopped and I was like, I was like, dude, that's me, man. I go, that's me. And he's like, whatever, bro. And like, he's walking. He didn't believe me. But that's when I realized I was like, damn, they're making like t-shirts and stuff. I thought it was, it was crazy. Yeah. But, oh, uh, forgive me too. The way I talk, I got a uh, Bell's palsy. Yeah. And uh, so like it, it, it shuts the nerves down and the, in the, the muscles in the face. Yeah. So I, if I'm talking kind of weird, that's cause of the nah, palsy. Man, 
You ain't got to okay. apologize for that shit, man. I'm a, I'm a huge <laughs> wrestling fan, and one of my favorite voice of my childhood, essentially, good old J.R. Smith, man. Same thing. I don't give a fuck. It don't bother <laughs> me none. And if, if, if any of the people that are watching got an issue, fuck off. That's the only thing I'm going to say, man. So you, you ain't got to apologize for nothing. I like that hat, though, brother. I'm a huge Mr. T fan. That's dope. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I, uh, I actually, I, uh, my wife made this for me. I, I got this patch on eBay. Uh-huh. I was like, I need to get this Mr. So she sewed it onto this hat for me. I was like, this is dope, dude. Man, <laughs> you should start putting them out there and just have your wife just start sewing them in the back, putting them on eBay now, man. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> cool. So, when, uh, when, when you were doing this role, you said, you know, it didn't start hitting real big or you didn't notice it until that VHS, that T-shirt when you're out and about. Um, do you remember how old you were when you noticed, like, oh, man, I'm getting recognized for this shit all the time? Yeah, I think uh, it was probably about a year after the movie. I, uh, I, we went, uh, I think we went to like Lake George, mm-hmm. me and my family. And, uh, it, it's, uh, you know, upstate New York, uh, kind of like secluded. Yeah. And, uh, uh, another family that was there recognized me from the movie. And that's mm-hmm. when I think like, even like my brother and sister, like, that's weird. You know, like they finally yeah. hit them that, you know, and it hit me too. It's like, Oh wow. You know, can't go anywhere for a while. But as I got older, I think I looked, started looking a little different. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I didn't, but it, it's crazy because even once in a while, still to this day, almost 30 years later, uh, I was actually uh, was picking up a card for Mother's Day and some little kid was in front of me. He looks at me and he starts going like this to his mom. And mom like bends down, he whispers in his mom's ear. And then she looks at me and she's like, no. And then she looks at me again. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, this kid just recognized me, man. So it's, it's crazy. You still get recognized sometimes. Well, it's always funny hearing like the stories you guys tell, like when you get recognized um have now i've heard this on a couple different ones from a couple different people um have you ever been approached by that parent was like i don't know who you are my kid knows who you are can you take a picture with them or some shit like that <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that's happened a few times man <laughs> how 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 do you take that when you when you hear a parent like i don't know who you are but would you do this favor for my kid type of thing i get it i i like it man i, yeah. I get a kick out of it yeah uh you know what it is it's like if if people come up to you and, and are cool and are nice mm-hmm I, I'm, I, I like that, especially like if the kids get a kick out of it, too. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 cool. You know what I mean, I mean, because the, the whole reason we, we do it is to, you know, entertain people. And, you yeah. know, so, you know, if they like it and looks like you're doing your job right. So that's cool. You know what I mean? But every once in a while, you get you might come across some somebody who's a little rude, but, you know, just blow it off. It's not the end of the world. But yeah, for, the for the most part, part everyone's really cool. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good, man, because you always hear war stories or horror stories about just horrible fan encounters and you know it's it's always weird you know when you sit there and think about it you're like you like this guy but then you gonna shit on him or girl you like this guy or like this girl and then you shit on him for no reason <laughs> doesn't make any sense uh, but uh I, I i post i posted this question over on social media when i found out i was gonna interview you and i was like if you guys could ask tom anything at all what would you ask him and one of my buddies aj he wanted to know about the hat you're wearing that fishing hat you were wearing in this oh movie. yeah, was that your hat, or was that somebody that gave it to you on on the set, or how'd that come about? That was in the script. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so they uh, they found a uh, just a trout trout cat, mm-hmm. and um, he David Mickey Evans didn't the writer director. Yeah. he was like, it's just not ugly enough, you know. Just <laughs> he's like, let's get a big fish. So they got a fish and they they sewed the fish onto the hat. Yeah, and uh, it was an ugly hat, man. And uh, I was looking for that hat for a long time. I, uh, 
I got my parents like to call uh, socks and try mm-hmm. to get into the wardrobe and they couldn't find it. Yeah. Well, David Mickey Evans held on to it mm-hmm. and he gave it to uh, the Louisville Slugger Museum in, uh, where is it? Forgot exactly where. I think it's in Wisconsin. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's where it is. No, no Kentucky. It's in Kentucky. Louisville Slugger. I think that's where it is. Yeah. Louisville, Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, what am I thinking? Uh, yeah. So it's in that museum. Uh, they have like a little sandlot section in the museum. I haven't been. A couple of the other guys went. Yeah. But yeah, the, the, the hat is is in there, and then they have like Ham's uh, catcher's mask and a whole bunch of different stuff in there. So uh, Squince's glasses are in there. Is that the only place that has done stuff like that for you guys? Uh, just as far as I know. As far as I know, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. that weird? Do you, do you ever look at it like, man, it's it's weird it, or interesting? Yeah. It's, it's it feels like really it's kind of surreal. Yeah. You know what they also did was uh, they, uh, the actual place where we filmed the Sandlot is still there. Really? And, uh, yeah. We went kept? There for the, they kept it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the tree house is gone and the, the two uh, houses are gone because they were just shells. Yeah. But the lot is actually there and the, the backstop is still up. And yeah. kids actually play Little League and stuff there. So it's cool. Like that, when we went out there for the 25th anniversary, there was a Little League team. Uh, uh, having practice on the field mm-hmm. and i was like that's really really cool and they, they did a nice job keeping it nice and clean and stuff and then they had a whole bunch it was like two thousand people came yeah and they showed the movie for the 25th anniversary and i it was really it was crazy man it was just like i couldn't believe like i never thought 25 years later i'd still i'd come back to that field it would still be there and you have all these people around like the movie it's really really cool what was when you stepped onto that field 25 years later what was like what were you feeling or what were you thinking man there's a lot of like memories that came like rushing back. Like it, it's weird, man, because like sometimes I'll watch the movie and I'll remember things uh, that I did that day as an 11 year old. Mm-hmm. Like I remember like after the treehouse scene, like me, my brother and my mom, we went to the mall. I bought like a new Metallica shirt, like, like different like memories <laughs> yeah. that I wouldn't, I wouldn't have remembered if I didn't see the movie. And that same thing happened when I walked on the field. It's like, I remembered uh, like, uh, Shane punching Pat in the face, <laughs> like little like funny things. You know, you wouldn't remember unless you were there. You know? Yeah, so it was cool. <laughs> what was your favorite Metallica song? Oh, Kill 'Em All is my favorite album. Yeah, yeah, I like them. But uh, I uh, favorite of all time Metallica song. Yeah, or if you couldn't pick just one, what's a couple of them? I like Creeping Death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a great tune. Yeah. Uh, God. It's so, I mean, there's so many good ones. It's hard to just pin down one, you know. Ride the Lightning was great, and Justice for All are great. Yeah. You know, I, one I, I, I'm not, one, yeah, one. That, yeah, that's, that's a great that guitar solo is killer. Yeah, that's a creepy video, too. You ever seen the video yeah, of that? Yeah, with the yeah. dude with the mask on his face and his surgery. And, and then when you start listening to the lyrics, like I heard it was a kid, and I started listening to this shit. I'm like, this is fucking deeper than just some, yeah some song you know and i was just like ah man you know yeah creepy it's video. a rough tune dude it's, yeah. a, it's a great tune though um what we're we're not gonna talk about saying a lot the entire time because i like knowing where you guys come from and what you guys did and sometimes it overlaps with a lot of the same shit they asked you before um but what were some of like your movies you were watching as a kid or during the sandlot or cartoons do you remember any of that oh yeah man i mean as a kid uh, i remember i would always watch i'd get home and watch like ducktales and Okay. Animaniacs and all that thing in Fantastic. the 90s. You know? And then uh, I guess movies, man. I, I, I grew up watching a lot. Like my dad, like, let us watch whatever he was watching. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. I, he loved horror movies. So I grew up with like 
Halloween, uh, Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street, all those ones, you know what I mean? But uh, I liked a whole bunch of different I liked a lot of, like, Eddie Murphy movies growing mm -hmm. up, you know, like The Golden Child. And, oh, uh, fantastic. Yeah, like, those movies are great, man. Beverly Hills Cop, all that kind of stuff. Well, uh, what's your go-to Eddie Murphy movie when you want to laugh? Oh, man, I'll, I'll go with, uh, I usually put on, like, Delirious or Raw, oh. like his stand-up stuff. Yeah. But uh, his movie, I, I mean, I really love The Golden Child. Uh I also like the one he did, uh, Distinguished Gentleman. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he's yeah. one of he's one of those guys that just stopped, you know, doing yeah. stand up, and then was just strictly movies. And then twenty years down the road, you know, is when twenty twenty five years, however long it's been since his last stand up special, and then you see him pop up and do these little these little bits and stuff. And you're like, this dude is fucking phenomenal. He hasn't missed a step. He doesn't look like he's aged. He's doing the same. The same cadence, the same. It is, it's crazy to see, um, you know, a master really do that type of shit. Uh, yeah. And you know what's so cool? Like, because um, it's hard, man. It's, it's, I give a lot of respect to stand-up comedians. It's, it's not easy to make people laugh, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But uh, when you see some comedians, like, they're so good because it doesn't seem like a shtick. It's just natural. Yeah. Like, they're just naturally funny. Yeah. And like, like Eddie's, Murphy's, like, just one of those dudes that's just naturally funny, you know? Is he on, is he, if you had a Mount Rushmore of comedians, is he on your top? Yeah, you'd have yeah. to give it to him. Richard Cryer. Yeah. Uh, I, I get a kick out of Bill Burr. Like, oh, Bill man. Burr, Bill Burr fantastic. Uh, yeah, him, it, it, Chappelle has always been my number one guy. Most people put Pryor up there. Most people put Murphy up there. Um, but Dave Chappelle, hands down, he, he's who I was watching when I was growing up. Um, yeah. And then it's like 1A and 1B, essentially, or 2A and 2B between Chris Rock and Bill Burr for me. Um, probably Bill Burr because he's been more prolific. And <laughs> if, if you've never seen his rant when he just destroyed Philadelphia, yeah, uh, dude, that was 15 great. minutes of just shitting on an entire city and an entire people. <laughs> it's, it was funny, fantastic, man. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, so when, when you guys were doing this movie, how long were some of your days when you were shooting this film? Uh, well, they don't work uh, kids really as long as adults. So I think mm -hmm. I usually like a 10 hour yeah. anywhere from like eight, 10 hours, you know, that's usually about it. Yeah. I don't think we ever really went over 12 hours at all. What was your favorite scene that you like shooting? And then what was your favorite scene when you saw the movie cut up and, you know, edited? Well, it was really hot, man. It was hot every day. We were sweating, you know? So uh, I really liked the treehouse scene because we were in a stage and yeah. it was air conditioning, <laughs> but I really enjoyed the scene. Like it was a fun scene to film, you know, just all of us hanging out and talking. So, that was probably my favorite scene that we shot. Mm -hmm. But uh, watching the movie, I think my favorite scene is the Fourth of July. Uh, it's so it's so pretty with all the fireworks and everybody yeah. that's sitting there. It's a very beautiful shot. Yeah, uh, it was cool. And it feels like America. Like when you think of America, right? You think of fireworks. You think of Fourth of July. You think everybody standing out barbecuing shit. And yeah, you guys captured Americana just in that one clip. Um, just, just a fantastic, Did, when, when that scene happened in the, um, in, in the, uh, the tree house, right. When Ham threw out that line that you would forever be tied to, <laughs> did, did they, did they re not recite that? I'm sorry. Did they, um, did, was that a something that they were always saying on the set after that? Or was that just something that came no. from pop culture? It, that, that line just kind of caught on because mm -hmm. he says it a few times in the movie, yeah. but, uh, his delivery, I think, is what made it catch because his delivery was was pretty great. Um, yeah. We filmed it a few different ways. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he would do like little di differences in each take, Patrick. But 
the one they used is I, I thought it was perfect. You know, I mean, yeah. it was you know, I think that's what it was. His delivery was so funny. I think that's what made it catch on. You know. Yeah, I mean, uh, being a redheaded dude, uh, he was somebody I always. You always saw him and just pop up and stuff like Big Green. He was in my <laughs> favorite, other than you know the Sandlot with, with him was uh, was always Son-in-Law because I was a huge Poly yeah. I was a huge <laughs> Poly Shore fan. Um, and it's just it's one of those ones. It's funny um, when when you guys because you said that you guys didn't work the same amount of hours that an adult actor would work. Um, mm -hmm. Were you guys able to work on multiple projects being a kid, or was that something that would just add up at the end? Um, I, th I think I, I never worked on. Uh, I usually was lucky just to get one job and then maybe next year be lucky if we got another one. But uh, I knew a couple uh, kids. I don't know if any, any of them did on the sandline, but uh, you know, it's hard though to juggle a few things at the same time, you know I mean? But I think film and sandlot, uh, it would be hard to, to work on anything else while filming that. Were you, you guys know, doing that they, during summer or were you guys? Still yeah. Yeah. Summer? It was uh, June through end of August. So it was, wow, it was only a couple of months. Yeah. yeah. You figure it's I always, I always, it's crazy when I hear you guys only work on something for a few weeks or a few months. And then you look at it like, man, how does this not take six to eight months just to yeah. film you guys a scene? Um, was, yeah, the was, longest film I ever worked on was uh, Black Hawk Down. Because that, that, that was six movie. months. Yeah, it was fun. Man, but it, was, it was a long time. Uh, I think it was, yeah, it was, it was almost a full six months out in Morocco. Yeah. Were, yeah. were you guys film? Did you guys? Because uh, I'm a Navy guy, I got out a few years back. But were you guys filming that um, before? I know it came out right around the time of September 11th, I believe, 2000, 2001. Yeah. Was that was that film pretty close to? We to filmed it in 2000. 2000. Uh, so it was January of 2000, hmm. and uh, we yeah. So yeah, it was like I think it came out. I'm trying to remember, uh, I think it came out. A little after September 11th. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was another fantastic, like, uh, not a huge war movie guy. Like there's some things like I'm a huge WW2 fan, World War II. Um, so anything about that, I really liked. And then this, like I said, this came out, fuck, I'm, I don't even think I'm a high, high school yet, mate. No, for sure not. I'm definitely in uh sixth or seventh grade when September 11th happened. Uh, okay. But I was uh, in the air. <laughs> yeah. I flew out. I flew out to go to California on the morning of September 11th. I uh, the only reason I I used Philadelphia Airport is because my friend told me his dad flies out of Philly. Yeah. So that's I usually flew flew out of Newark. So I got lucky and uh, I grounded uh, in Wichita, Kansas. Yeah. And it took me like a week to get home, and it was it was crazy. It was it was nuts. And my dad worked in Manhattan. He only worked like 15 blocks away from where it happened. Yeah. So I was, I was all freaked out, you know, at the time it was, it was a horrible day for everybody. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember that's probably the first time I was ever scared of not just like normal kid shit, but like, you're not going to be able to go outside. Like we didn't go back to school for three days. And where I live at, there is a huge Puerto Rican population here and there's a huge Puerto Rican population in New York. So all of the kids that went to my school, they, a lot of them were from New York. So I'm just sitting around and we didn't know what happened. Like they wheeled in the little TV and I can't remember the uh, teacher's name, but the English class, they wheeled in the TV. And I just remember sitting there. I'm like, why are we watching this? And then they're showing clips of it just hitting the side. And then the, the, the principal came and just started shutting everybody's like, you guys can't be showing this. You're going to scare these kids. And yeah. then after that, it was like, everybody started getting pulled out. All of my friends were gone riding the bus. There's like six of us, seven of us. And then this is the first time, like, 
somebody knocks on my door and then I go to answer the door and nobody was there. And there's my next door neighbor, Bill, crazy Bill, no <laughs> fucking shirt on, just walking around, you know, asking if people wanted some plants and shit like that. And he just comes over. He's like, Hey man, did you hear the news? He scared the piss out of me. Sweetest guy in the world. Um, but you know, when nobody's there and then magically crazy Bill's there, you, you know, you get kind of worried. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it was a crazy, how old were you when that happened? Uh, so, when you were uh, 20, 20, uh, 20. Yeah. I mean, yeah, were you ever a family guy fan? Yeah, yeah. You know who was Seth MacFarlane, the guy that created Family Guy, was supposed to be on one of those planes. I was talking to somebody last oh. week, and he had gotten caught in traffic, and then and he didn't make the, the wow. He didn't make the flight, and it, you, when you sit there and think about this shit, you're like, "Fuck, man!" There would have been no Family Guy, man. <laughs> there would have been nothing. I mean, I think it was on Fox at that point in time, but it had been canceled or some shit like that. So, oh shit! Really- yeah, it was canceled first, and then they yeah. brought it back. Yeah, it's just crazy when you start to think like your dad's 15 blocks away, you know, something could have happened. And this guy's on his way to the airport was going to be on this flight. And then it goes down and it's just crazy to see where we've gone and come from in just 19 short years. Yeah. Um, you know, it's crazy. I don't know how we got on the fucking 9-11, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why this one's called What's in My Head, man. This shit goes all over the place. <laughs> Um, but something I've always been interested with you guys, because um, like I said, I work in the kitchen during the week. What were you guys eating on the set? I mean, did they feed you guys pretty well? Yeah, they feed you good. Uh, they usually is a catering truck. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the food is, uh, is always usually pretty good there. You know, they usually make, you know, some different stuff. And then there's always craft service. You know, they, you know, they had, they, they the moms on the show kind of put a squash on the candy. So it was yeah. pretty much like <laughs> fruits and, you know, all that kind of celery sticks and that kind of yeah. stuff. But uh, no, yeah, they feed you, they feed you good. Who was good. trying to smuggle candy? After they put the, uh, I think it was, it was probably me, Shane, uh, probably Brandon too. I think he likes some of that stuff. So yeah, what <laughs> yeah, was your good. what was your go to candy trying to sneak on set? Oh, dude, I'm always uh, down with the Hershey bars. Maybe oh, those almond ones are delicious. Yeah, man, I love that stuff. Yeah, that's, that's my, that's my go to. Um, so you guys shot this for two months, and you you know you said that uh, you, one of your favorite scenes was that that Fourth of July scene, um, and the treehouse scene. Uh, what was your least favorite scene to shoot? Oh man, uh, the, the least favorite probably the scenes where we're running from uh, the dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, when we're all like together at the end, you know, chasing we're chasing the dog, chasing Ben, yeah. because uh, it was so hot. Uh, I remember the one time we were running, and uh, it must have been like 102 degrees, and the Steadicam guys in front of me, mm-hmm. and I'm running, and I just. I went out and I smashed into the camera. I was, I it was so hot. We were running you know? and I'm wearing like sixties clothes that, you know, weren't too good in the summertime. So I was just, it was, it was really hot, man. But other than that, uh, the movie was a blast though, the film. Yeah. Like anytime I think back uh, on the memories of it, it was like summer camp. Yeah. It was like, it was like an acting baseball summer camp. That's what the yeah. movie was like filming it. It was cool. Yeah. So, it was well, a lot of fun. Who 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 out of the entire cast made you laugh more? Oh, dude, I'd have to go with Victor. Yeah, Victor Demadia. Yeah, he uh, he he would always make me laugh. Uh, he was the one who uh, he got stuck in the treehouse and the mm-hmm. vacuum exploded all of them. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, he was a funny dude, man. He still is a funny dude, and uh, you know Patrick's hilarious. Uh, they're all good guys. I mean, like yeah. that's the thing. It was great working with them all, and it's fun, you know talking with them still, you know, seeing them again, because they're all great dudes. You know, we got lucky. We had a really, really good really cast. Good I really good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, 
with with this time in, in, in the industry, with with the industry you guys work in, um, everything's a reboot. Everything's mm-hmm. you know a redo. Have they approached some of you guys that were in that original cast to you know kind of usher in a new Sandlot or something like that? They discussed it. Um, they floated around some ideas, but um, I'm not too sure if they, you know if it ever uh, you know was going to get off the ground or not. I, I know uh, Disney Plus was interested for a, a while, but uh, with COVID and everything, yeah, uh, I'm not too sure if it's going to happen anytime soon. Um, Would you be interested? But, yeah, in I mean, I'm, I'm, what's that? Would you be interested in seeing it come back with you guys as the original cast? Yeah, yeah, I think it would be, you know, be a fun thing to do. You yeah. know what I mean? I think uh, I think people would get a kick out of it. You know, but uh, yeah, I mean, if if uh, it actually comes to fruition, uh, I would love to. Uh, I'd love to be a part of it. I think it would be cool. Yeah. Just reprise yeah. Smalls. I mean, I'd probably have to call you big at this point. You know, you know. I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it would be fun though to play the same character thirty years later. It'd be, yeah. it'd be hilarious. <laughs> now, uh, you know, it, it's crazy. Like when, whenever I see you, man, I just think of that little fucking kid with his big ass hat sweating his ass <laughs> off, you know, had you played any sports before then or, cause I know you. Yeah. Said yeah. I, I played, uh, I played baseball. Uh, actually my little league coach after he saw the movie he called up and uh, my mom was like, you oh, Mr. Miller's on the phone. So I get on the phone. He's like, what did you do to me? He's like, now I'm going to look like the worst coach in the world. But uh, <laughs> no, I, was, I played baseball and I did some other stuff. Yeah. But it was actually because, the director would always take me aside while we were filming it. And he was like, he would show me like different ways to like try to throw the, like to make it look uh, more pathetic, you know, (laughs) make it really look like you suck, you know? So yeah, I thought it was, it was pretty funny. It was cool. He's like, we're, we got you up here. We need you right about. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I guess that's a good, it's a, it's a, a sign to your testament or being a, a, a good baseball player, decent baseball, whatever you want to call yourself, you know, it's like, Hey man, you're really good. This character really sucks. We need you to play like <laughs> shit for a little while. You know, so, yeah. it's always fun seeing that and hearing that type yeah. of stuff. Um, did you, uh, did the other guys play baseball or did you have to show them stuff or? Um, I think a lot of the guys did. Um, uh, a few of them didn't, you know, like they just, you know, like they played other sports. They just yeah. weren't big into baseball. So they had like a, a couple week uh, baseball camp, yeah. I guess you could call it. You know, they teach them how to, you know, do everything. And uh, I think that, you know, by the end of it, everyone can pretty much hold their own. Yeah. You know, with the game, you know. Now, what was it? Because you played with two. I don't want to say the most recognizable voice. James Earl Jones, for sure. Mo- one of the most recognizable voices ever. Um, and not until later years with Dennis Leary, when I started picking up him on Rescue, the show Rescue Me was fantastic. Yeah, it's a great show. Oh, man, it was yeah. hand. It's it's one of those ones that, especially after, you know, we just talked about September 11th, but after that happened. And then you see in a time, especially in um, Black Hawk Down, they they don't really talk about mental health or mental illness. Um, you know, they talk about it more now than they did back then. But right. to see t- that type of stuff really get talked about in that show is just phenomenal. Um, and both those actors are just phenomenal actors. Um, did either one of them, you know, just show you some stuff like, hey, man, try this? Or, you know, did they ever try to mentor you at all? Uh, not too much. Um, James was there uh, for like three, I think three days. Mm-hmm. He worked on it. And um, he was he was a really nice, nice guy. He was very Good. personable. And, uh, you know, he was just he was really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Dennis was was really cool, too. I mean, uh, but uh, they pretty much just kind of stuck to the script and uh 
you know, because it was it, David wrote a great script. So yeah. it was all pretty much there on the page mm-hmm. type thing, you know. So uh, we just went beat by beat with it and uh, and did it. But uh, they, yeah, there were there were two really nice guys, you know. Yeah. You know, and then it's funny looking back because uh, you know I was lucky to, my first movie to work with such great actors. It was really cool. That was your first movie. Yeah, yeah, that's my Jesus, first one. man. Yeah. What a what a <laughs> great one to like start it with, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I set the bar pretty high with Santa. <laughs> <laughs> it was cool. Well, so. When you when you take a look back, right, and you sit here and think, "Fuck, man, I was in probably the biggest biggest you know coming of age cult classic, whatever you want to call it, right? Biggest movie." Um, and you sit back and you think, "Shit, I worked with Darth Vader and I worked with you know Dennis Leary." Um, is is does it still feel weird? I mean, or is it you pretty much accepted it or you moved on to that type of thing? Or well, yeah, you know, it's it's, it's weird because you know. I, I, Sometimes I forget, you know, that uh, that I did it. You know, what I mean, like, yeah. you know, you just, you, you, so yeah. Once in a while, you think back on it, and you're like, oh shit, you're like, that's yeah, it's pretty cool. You know, what I mean, kind of got lucky there. You know? But uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, it's kind of kind of hard to wrap your brain around sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's cool. How many times has your kid watched it? Uh, well, I got uh, I got my my oldest is going to be 21 next month. Okay. So he he saw it a lot growing up. You know, yeah. uh, you know, but uh, my uh, my middle son James uh, is ten. He's probably seen it about three times. Yeah. And then my daughter has watched it. She's seven. She's probably watched it ten times. Yeah. Because she likes she likes Mike. She likes she likes Benny. <laughs> she likes it. She won't admit it, but she likes Benny. And each time you say, "Hey, do you like Benny?" Her face gets all red. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, every, everybody <laughs> likes Benny. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, but uh, so with them with them watching it. And what was it like watching them watch you at like their age type of thing? Oh, I got a, I got a kick out of it because uh, I did it to both my sons mm-hmm. uh, when they were around f- five years old. Uh, I put the movie on mm-hmm. and I didn't tell them I was in it. Yeah. And I actually got my middle son. I have it on film and uh, he's watching the movie. And I guess around halfway through, he starts looking. <laughs> looking just looking. And then, and then he's like, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's me. Yeah. So he, they, it's funny because you see the wheels turn in their head. They're like looking, they're squinting at the TV and shit. Yeah. So it was cool. Yeah. I got a kick did, out of it. Did, uh, I've, whenever I ask guys like this or, or the, the women that are on the show, um, it, it's always funny to see the response. Cause, uh, do you know who, I know you mentioned Animaniacs earlier. Um, but you know, who Rob Paulson is, he, uh, did Yakko from Animaniacs. Right? Yeah. So I had him on and then because uh, he would just start going off on all the voices that he's done. Just he'd go on a tangent. It was cool. And I was like, what was Thanksgiving like? And he's like, oh, it's great. I used to just swing from the chandeliers type of thing. And then I was like, what was it like having kids during this age? And he, he was like, uh, you know, it was, it was weird because their kids friends or his kids friends would call him. He's like, dad, it's for you. And then he'd go and answer the phone. And they'd want to talk to Yakko or they want to talk <laughs> to Carl or they want to talk to somebody. Right. Um, have you ever, you know, been out in public and then your kid be like, Hey man, Hey, these guys, they, they got that shirt on or do they, do they try to self promote you is what I'm getting. <laughs> once in a while, once yeah. in a while they will. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, the, the most popular shirt is uh Patrick, Yeah, you know, the hands on it. And then like, so we'll see that every once in a while. And like, uh, my son will be like, that's my dad's good friend. <laughs> and they're like, like, look, they're like, well, they don't get, yeah, it's funny. That's awesome, man. I, I, I always like seeing that. You now, no pun intended. That inside baseball. Um, yeah. Going back to baseball, what position did you play? Uh, you know, uh, I was actually um, the second year I played. I was a pitcher. 
-hmm. but uh, I was shortstop. I was shortstop yeah. and then or pitcher. Did anybody ever use the Sandlot against you when you were playing against them? Uh, no, not really, because uh, I stopped playing actually the year I it was like the next year, but Sandlot wasn't that popular. I, I don't think a lot of not many of the kids I don't think saw it mm -hmm. as of yet. So uh, you no, know, no one really bothered me on the team. I'm sure you know. If I gave it a couple more years playing ball, they, I would have got it. <laughs> yeah, what was uh? Did, did you just not want to do baseball? You did other sports, or yeah, no, I just I started uh, going into other things, and uh, I actually started working uh, on on more films. Yeah. Uh, so I just you know wasn't when baseball season was usually going on. I was I wasn't around. Yeah. Well, I mean, priorities, right? You know, you got shit yeah. you got to do, you got stuff you need to do, got a bills <laughs> paid, right? Um, <laughs> So with, with some of those other things you worked on, which one, I'm assuming it's going to be Sandlot, you know, when, when, when I ask you this question, but which one holds that special place? Is it Sandlot or is that Blackhawk Down? Uh, actually, it would be Sandlot and uh, U571. I don't was, think I've seen that one. It was a World War II submarine movie. Oh, really? Um, yeah, but uh, we, that was almost a six-month shoot, too. I, I did that in uh, – it was a Matt McConaughey movie. Okay. And uh, I did it. It was uh, with John Bon Jovi – Matt McConaughey and uh, Bill Paxton. Cool, fantastic. And, uh, best. They, they were cool dudes, man. And uh, it was just—it was only—it was a small group of us, mm -hmm. and uh, we filmed in Rome and in Malta for yeah. uh, three months each. What was and it? it was really really cool. Yeah. Did you like? I it? had a lot, a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was it was really cool. We filmed at Chinachita Studios in Rome, mm -hmm. and uh, it was really cool. And I remember Matt McConaughey wanted to throw a tequila party before we started <laughs> filming. Yeah. And uh, I think they, they were like passing around, uh, you know, the, the word that, you know, they're going to have a tequila party. Mm -hmm. But McConaughey wasn't that famous yet in, yeah. in Italy, at least. You know, what I mean, because he only did like a time to kill a contact. Yeah. Uh, Days of Confused. So he wasn't like a huge star in, in Europe yet. So he he passed around. Come to John Bon Jovi's tequila party. So we had like half a room, like waiting outside this bar and John Bon Jovi uh, came and he, he played like Elvis songs all night. Yeah. And it was like four hours of him playing Elvis songs. Dude. And I was like standing next to Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton's like smoking hash. And he's like, this is movie star <laughs> shit, man. This is movie star <laughs> shit. He, it was, it was just, it was a blast. Man. It was a lot of fun. So it was <laughs> like between Sandlot and, and I was only 18 when I made that movie, you know? So yeah. between Sandlot and that one, it was probably the most fun I've ever had. Yeah. Now, yeah. uh, I, I've never seen that movie. I've got that one saved over here. I'm going to watch that later. Because, um, like I said, I like that World War II era and probably right up my alley. Now, my first boat that I worked on, we were a sub tender. So we were a boat that mainly fixed the subs. Um, did you get to go on any of the warships or any of, you know, actual subs for this movie? No, what they did was they, uh, they gave us something called sub school, which was like a week where we learned about the, uh, you know, the different uh subs but uh they, they had a recreation of world war one sub mm -hmm. uh because uh that's the, that's what we were using actually it was it was world war ii but it was it was an old world yeah. one sub i think on the american side mm -hmm. so we used that and then it was a german uh world war ii submarine that we were on so they had two recreations um but it was most of the time we were uh we were on the the german world war ii sub yeah and they made it a little bit bigger. It was like 30% bigger than it actually was. Yeah. Uh, and they can move the walls out and everything. But once it was all closed up together, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm like sitting on this thing and I'm, I'm thinking, man, I couldn't, I couldn't believe these, these people actually, I'd be so claustrophobic. Oh yeah. And this was even bigger than the ones that they were on, you know? 
So I, I gave, that's what kind of hit me. It's like I gave a lot of credit to those guys. I mean, it's I, I couldn't do it, man, because I get claustrophobic. I'd go crazy. There's a so there you got surface for Navy. So you got surface and air. So essentially the boats and you know your planes and helicopters, and then you got subsurface, which is your submarines. And I got to go on one, and that's all it took. I'm a pretty tall dude. I'm about six two. Um, you know, so I'm fairly tall or fairly average at this point in time. I don't know what it is, but I, I remember getting on one and then you've got to walk down, right. To, you know, sit there ladder down it. And when you get on there before they even close that hatch and all they did was just close it. We didn't go underwater or anything. We were just looking at it, never been on one and walking through this, I can't remember what they call them, but there was a circle. And then on us, it'd be a knee knocker because it was, you know, going through an airtight door, but you'd have to sit here and launch yourself in here. And then they showed us the entire, all the racks and where, where they ate. And it was crazy because they would do something called hot racking and hot racking is uh, you're 12 on 12 off. So one purse, two people share one bed essentially. Um, and then just being down there like, yeah, you want to be a part of the sub community? I'm like, absolutely not. I like my bed my way. I don't want to smell somebody else's farts in here and just yeah. whatever else is going on. Uh, that's disgusting. But uh, like I said, when they close that hatch and, everything got real real quick i'm like oh man i've never been claustrophobic before in my life and i'm just yeah. sitting here i'm sweating my palms are sweating i'm like get me the fuck out of here it's so bad um yeah but it, it, it was an interesting experience nonetheless uh, <laughs> uh, what what drew you to that movie i mean was it just a call from the agent or yeah i uh i was actually going to college in new york mm -hmm. uh i was going to marymount manhattan and uh I think it was me. I was staying at my friend Andy's place. Him and his girlfriend had an apartment. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had, a, it was like a nine o'clock in the morning audition. Yeah. And I think I, we went out the night before and my friend, uh, he wakes me up and he's like, don't you have an audition today? It was like 845. Mm -hmm. I had a pounding headache. I'm like, <laughs> oh God. So I, I get up and like, I, I ran like 20 blocks down and I go into the audition room and I look horrible i must have looked like i was probably white as a sheet you know i felt sick to my stomach i was hung over so they call me into the room and the director is it was supposed to be the scene where i'm about to uh at the end of the movie i uh i die you know so i, I drown and yeah. I, I don't want to go back down into the water and everything so i'm supposed to be real scared and everything like that so i did the scene and i like felt terrible and i was like this was i must have done a horrible job and the director was like that was great he's like you look white as a sheet I'm like, yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> I got the part. <laughs> yeah, you just, you just gotta, you just gotta be more hungover on your, uh, yeah. on your tryouts and shit, right? Your auditions. <laughs> so think, think about it this way, though. You did Sandlot, your first movie, right? Huge. Was, was that one the next one? Was that the second one? Uh, no, I did a uh, Sandlot, and then I did, uh, <laughs> I did a TV movie uh I, yeah i did a tv movie called gregory k a okay. place to be loved it was okay. about the kid who divorced his parents in the 90s i did the cbs version and at the same time joseph gordon levitt was playing the same character on the nbc version i think so there was like these two tv movies of the same uh, same thing that they were in uh he did a better job but then i did the movie lassie after that okay and i that, remember that, that one that movie is hysterical because my my hair in that movie was like I had this mullet and uh, <laughs> it was nuts, man. Like a jean jacket and everything like that. It was it was crazy, but uh, yeah, it was a that was a fun movie to work on. And then uh, I did a few more TV movies, and then I kind of I stopped uh, around high school. Yeah, around freshman year of high school, I uh, I was in that awkward transition 
kind of phase and everything like that. And uh, it wasn't until I was around 18 I started uh, working again, like U571. So. Yeah. Now, what is – I don't want to say what you guys do isn't normal because that's not just fair for me to say. So I can only say, like, what I've done I guess is normal, like going to school, that type of stuff. Um, what is that like as a kid, being in movies or on TV shows and just trying to live normal, I guess? And I don't mean that to be, like, disparaging. No, no. Yeah. I mean, it's, 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 a, it's a valid question. Uh, it's, it's can be, a, it can be a little difficult. You know what I mean? You can't really blend into the crowd anymore. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? As much as you want, you yeah. know, because people still look at you differently. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's just, just the way it is. Um, but after a while, uh, like when I went to high school, um, it was a little difficult at first, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Cause kids can be, you know, kind of mean and oh, stuff, yeah. but uh, after a while, they get to know you and they, people stop giving a shit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That's just really the way it is. And then it's, that just becomes normal to them and you just find a way to fit in, you know? Yeah. But uh, it, it, if, you, if you're the kind of person that uh, is really self-conscious, which mm -hmm. I can be, or, uh, you know, because truthfully, I I'm, I'm, can be pretty shy. I mean, that's the whole reason I started acting was to yeah. try to get myself out of being shy. Um, it's easier when you can be somebody else besides you, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, everybody you know, wants to do it, you know, but you know, if you're that kind of person, it can be difficult, but if you're not, you know, it might not be that bad. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's always, it's always, like I said, it's always great hearing like how you guys think. And, and it's not like you guys are any different than anybody else. We're all human at the, at the end of the day, yeah. you know, but it's just, we're, we're built by our experiences or past experiences or the experiences yet to come, that type of shit. Some philosophy type of stuff whatever you want to call it um but it's always it's always crazy to think that like you go from tv and or movies or on a big screen somewhere and then you gotta write in this damn journal about fucking periodic table you know did it, <laughs> was, it, was it was it was it hard to like you know like school was it what was what was school like for you was it fun uh well i, I really wasn't i wouldn't say that i wasn't a good student mm -hmm. i just didn't really apply myself uh, yeah. as, as you know looking back as much as I could have mm -hmm. because I think people gravitate a lot towards what they want to do yeah. you know and uh, I always knew that I wanted to to act that was my thing so like things like math and uh, science you know like I just wasn't into it you know so that's why I, I barely passed it you know what I mean yeah. but other things that I like like English or history I, I, I enjoyed that more so I you know I, I did I did well in it so I think that was just the thing. I, I, if I could go back, I probably would have applied myself a little bit better. <laughs> I mean, I think we all would. I know, I know, I yeah. would for sure. Uh, you know, before before my senior year, I had like a one point eight GPA, one point seven somewhere around there. So you had to have, you know, a two point or some shit at least to graduate. And then that was the first year I actually tried in school. And then I got all A's with the exception of one class. Uh, he gave me an F on my final project. I ended up finished the class with a B. He was a dick. I can't remember his name. My yearbook's around here somewhere. Uh, but <laughs> my mom, my, yeah, my mom wanted to fight him. Uh, <laughs> I worked. It was like the first time I'd ever really worked on projects or you know gave a shit, right? Because I wanted right. to give my mom that diploma. Um, and then I worked so hard on this uh, project report, and then he gave me an F on it. Uh, oh, did it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. Was it, that's that like, bad? was it really bad? Or was it... Nah, it, it wasn't bad at all. He, so with the senior project, you had to go and you had to find like a documentary, a book or a movie that inspired you in some way. And when I was really into like films and documentaries and stuff, the movie call, called uh, Supersize Me, the Morgan Spurlock documentary about yeah. McDonald's. 
I was so like, I watched this thing like kids these days watch cartoons or, or just the same movie over and over. It was just something that was so cool. And just seeing that and his TV show 30 days where he'd put his, put himself in somebody else's shoes for 30 days. So I took that premise and then I talked about like all of the things that he went and found about how his body changed from eating nothing but McDonald's for 30 days. So, and everything was statistics and all this other stuff. And then he was like, oh, this is just somebody's personal opinion. This isn't really scientific fact. You fail. And I was like, are you kidding me? I was like, this, this guy went from, you know, 180 or whatever it was to 240 pounds. Just like say it for an example. I was like, you can't say this is just hyperbole. This is just hypothetical. This guy's body changed in 30 days for the worst because of what he was doing. And it's just because I had a whole bunch of blowups with him. He's just a douche. Um, and oh, okay. I He's told my mom, that. yeah, I told my mom, I, my, my mom read the report. Cause she was always that mom that was like, you're probably the problem. You're, you're probably cutting up or it's not always the teacher. You can't say this. You've been saying that for 10 years now. You can't say that. Um, and then she was like, wow, you actually did a pretty good job on this. I'm like, thanks. I think. And then she went and, you know, went to bat for me and, uh, wanted to, you know, wanted to fight the teacher, but you know, his his ruling was that I didn't do the job, so I had a B instead of an A. But eh, I'm here now, so yeah, right. <laughs> Jokes on him. I'm getting to talk to you, man. So you know, everything came up in my house, right? But uh, yeah. So when when you were going to college, what were you going to college for? Uh, I went for uh, theater. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I went for uh, uh, Marymount Manhattan. Uh, I went was like I did one semester, then I got that movie. Mm-hmm. Did that movie and then I went back. I did another semester and then I got Black Hawk Down mm-hmm. and then I, I just never went back to school after that. Yeah, but yeah. I had a lot of fun though. It was fun. Now, when you were saying that you would like, you know, you didn't like math or science as much. You liked English or history, that type of stuff. When you're doing theater school, was it all just like fun? I mean, was it was it the same thing no. as high school or? No, no, it was. Uh, you know, you had to go to uh, like I had uh, a math class that I had to actually really study for because I stunk, stunk at math. Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of regular curriculum you have to do, yeah. but uh, then they, you know, you also have uh, you know theater class, yeah, uh, which was f- fun for me because I did a lot of um, I did a lot of theater growing up, mm-hmm. uh, like you know summer workshops and different things, and I read a lot of plays and uh, a lot of the things that they were uh, teaching at yeah. school I, I I already read, you yeah. know, a lot of plays, you know. So uh, it was it was cool. I I had to do a report on Barry Child by Sam Shepard, mm-hmm. and uh, Sam Shepard was in uh, Black Hawk Down. Yeah, and uh, so he's sitting there, and he was, he was it took like a month. We were filming for like a month, and he showed up, and he was sitting at the bar at the hotel, and he was talking to uh, one of the ads, and uh, he was drinking like straight scotch or whatever, you know. He's yeah. So I'm, I, I saw him there and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I want to go up and say, you know, hello. So I waited until like he was kind of by himself. And I, I walked up, I go, hey, uh, Mr. Shepard, how are you? He's like, yeah, what are you good doing? I go, yeah, I'm in the movie and everything. And he's, he's like, oh, I talked to him. He's a cool guy. And then I said, oh, by the way, uh, I, wanted, I, I did a um, I did a report at school on, on, on your play, Barry Child. And he leans in. He goes, what did you get? <laughs> like, what did you, I, go, I go, oh, I, I got I got a bait. And he. Boom! Punches me like right here in the stomach. I go, oh, yeah. like not too hard, but it's enough to like take the wind out of you. Yeah. He grabs me. He goes, "You should have got an A." I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, he was cool. Man. So I got a kick out of meeting him. Man. It was cool. So that's that's cool. awesome, man. Is that the is that the first not the first time? Because I'm pretty sure you've done it since. Because uh, like I said, you guys are just like a, just normal human beings, man. Just trying to you just do something a little different. Um, it, 
who was the first person or who's somebody you fanboyed out on? Uh, probably Sean Penn. Yeah. Yeah, I was always I, always a huge Sean Penn fan, man. I, uh, I remember when I was a kid, I like watched that movie At Close Range. Mm-hmm. I think my mom rented it, and I was like, dude, I was like, I want to be like that, dude. You know, yeah. he's, I just thought he was cool in that movie. And, uh, yes, yeah, so I when I, I worked on Mystic River, uh, I was in that one. Yeah. And uh, Clint Eastwood was he was the director, mm-hmm. and um, it was weird, man, because like I I never really been, you know, starstruck. Yeah. But uh, but him and Sean Penn were probably the two guys like like they talk to you and you just don't know what to say. You're just like. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> It's what it was like. So, yeah, those are the two. Yeah. What was it like working with him and then working, you know, with Clint Eastwood? I mean, that's that's a Hall of Fame level people right there when it comes to your profession, you know? Yeah, I mean, Clint was great. Uh, he, he works a lot with the, with the same crew. So, they, they, you know, they get things done quick. Yeah. I mean, we, we would get on this. Each day I worked, I would have like a 730 in the morning call mm-hmm. and I would get done work by like 334 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. which is like unheard of, but yeah. he doesn't do many takes, Clint. You know, he, he does like maybe three or four takes and that's that's usually it. So you have to be kind of on top of your game when you're working. Um, but yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't do, uh, he doesn't do many, many takes. Now with, with takes, right? Um, every director obviously is going to be different. Um, but like in your experience, whenever they say, let's take it again, let's do it again. Uh, do they give you direction or do you do you have to, do you listen to what their directions or do you have something in your mind like, shit, man, I probably do this a little bit better this way. Well, the way, the way I usually go about it, like I have a tendency of going a little bit over, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, usually I need a director to tell me like reel it back in, yeah. you know, you go a little, a little over the top there. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's usually what, uh, the, in my opinion, that's what usually what the director's job is to do. And my job is the actors to try to get the director's vision across, you know? So, yeah. I'll try my best. So if, if a director is doing a lot of takes mm-hmm. and doesn't is not able to tell the actor what exactly he's wants out of him, yeah. then you can have a, you know, take 18, take 19, take 20, you know, so it just, it, to me, it's just showing that uh, there's maybe a lack of communication between the director and actor. Possible, yeah. yeah. Now, how, what's the, how do I put this? What, how many, takes what's your what's your record for takes do you remember or oh shit <laughs> oh man that's a good question oh god you know what was a hard scene to do truthfully it was the sandlot was the scene where i have the arm in the air and oh. it just has it and the ball yeah goes into it because they were trying for a while to actually get the pitching machine mm-hmm. to land it in my glove man and then they tried throwing it in my glove finally what they did is they set up like a a PVC pipe. Yeah. Rolled the ball down it and then it landed right in it. But that took a while, man, to get to get that shot. I remember we we did uh we did a lot of takes. And it was a lot of times the ball just hit me in the head or hit the top <laughs> of my hat. You know? <laughs> that huge hat. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think there was like 87 takes on that one. Jesus man. <laughs> it was well, a lot. I don't remember. I mean, I mean it, it, you nailed you nailed the part though. I mean, so there's that. <laughs> So towards the end of these podcasts, I always go out there and on social media, like I said earlier, and then ask people if they could talk to you, what would they ask you? And then you answered uh, AJ's here just a second ago, buddy from school. He wanted to know about your hat. And (laughs) no, we need an uglier hat. Let's put a fish on it. Um, So, and then you answered, uh, you answered the other one uh, was the James Earl Jones and Dennis Leary one. Uh, The next one was uh, with, um, Marley Shelton, right? Mm-hmm. 
how many of you guys are just like just swooning or did everybody have a crush on her just like squints or uh i think uh, we were all uh normal uh 12 year old uh 11 12 year old <laughs> red-blooded americans <laughs> yeah so i think i think that's a, a you know a pretty easy question to answer <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um let's see the camera what do you think better oh uh how many people would you say on a day-to-day basis uh, during the height or even now do you get like recognized or do they like double take, you know? Uh, you know what I get a lot? I'll get, uh, what high school did you go to? Oh, that's, that's where they start. <laughs> they start there. Cause they, they, that's when I know like I'm getting recognized for something. I, I get that a lot. Like what school did you go to? Like what high school? That's what I usually I get. Um, but it's every once in a while, maybe like once or twice a month. Mm-hmm. I'll go somewhere and uh, even if they don't ask me, I can see them like looking or, yeah. you know, like I remember I was, in, I was in the food court. I was eating like the loaded cheese fries that I like and like stuff in my face. I look yeah. over, my wife's here, my kids are here. And I look over and like there's a group of people like looking and then they, they look away and they're like, they're whispering. And I'm like, I'm probably getting recognized right now. And I have like shit all over my face. Yeah. But yeah. So every once in a while it happens. Did that ever, like when people would recognize you, did that ever like, uh, not so much bug your kids out or would they just, would it feel weird for them or was it just like, ah, no, I think anytime it happens around them, uh, they, they, they find it funny. Yeah. They find it weird too, because to me, to them, it's just like, it's like, you know, my dad, it's like, you know, dad. Yeah. yeah, dad's not cool. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Dad tries to be cool, but he's not. Dad's <laughs> only cool when he pulls that wallet out, man. That's what I Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's what dad's cool. Yeah, so I got like I guess I got a ten year old myself, and uh, oh cool, little yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah, I got a boy. Uh, he's he's we tried sports with him. And he because I played basketball in high school, and mm-hmm. he got onto it really quickly. And then it's just he just didn't want to do it anymore. So I'm like, all right, cool. We're not going to push the issue. We'll try other sport. And then we started watching. I'm a huge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan. If you couldn't tell, yeah, um, dude. You know, so uh, I, I we were just watching the 2012 one on Nickelodeon. And then his best friend Zen was uh, was into karate as a black junior black belt at that time. He's like, I think I want to do this. So we've been doing that for a year. I mean, he's accelerated. He gets to graduate to his purple belt on Friday, so we're super excited. Oh, cool! And then, uh, he just had his second tournament um, and won first place in a second tournament this past Saturday. So oh, that's awesome! Yeah, yeah it was uh, it was it was it was cool because um, like I said, I wasn't there for a lot of it. You know, being in the Navy, I was deployed for like the first four years of his life, essentially. So I missed a lot. And now at this stage of my life and whatever career I might have, it's just like he comes first type of thing. And then um, I remember we're, we're sitting there watching him. And then I kept showing him uh, videos and clips of Mike Tyson. Um, I was oh, like, yeah. when you go into this ring, you need to flip that switch, right? You need to be friend. But as soon as your foot touches that mat, you just go to straight killer mode, just destroy everything. So uh, we're walking, walking down the stairs that morning. And, uh, you know, we had to be out at like fuck, six o'clock in the morning because it's like an hour drive down there. And then he had an early fight. So he's like, Dad, I'm feeling good today. And I was like, oh, yeah. And he's like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to take somebody's lungs today. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and the first the first the first move he does, he threw a little sidekick and caught the kid. You know, he didn't take his lungs from him, but he was like, he's like, I'm going to make sure he remembers to block when I kick. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Point competitions, right? Yeah, yeah. He's doing the point karate, almost like a karate kid type of thing. Yeah, yeah. I took I took it as a kid. I took yeah. it for like four or five years. I uh, I loved it, man. It was it was really good uh, exercise, you know, as a kid. You know, it's it's good. 
I got punched in the nose one time and I figured out it wasn't for me because I really <laughs> wanted like I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just me personally or it's just you slap somebody in the face or you spit in somebody's face, especially being a guy something bad's going to happen after that. Right. It's just the <laughs> yeah. most disrespectful thing you can do in my opinion to a guy. And then the guy didn't really hit me hard, but it made my eyes water. And I was like, the first thought I was like, man, I've got a white belt. He's got a black belt. I got to find some way to just beat the shit out of him. And get, <laughs> you know, my little 10, 12 year old manliness back. And after that I quit, uh, you know, I fell in love with basketball, but uh, yeah. Yeah, it was just, it's one of those sports. It's just like, I love watching it because I love seeing what I possibly would have looked like when I was playing basketball for the first time, winning a game here, or scoring the first point or whatever. It, it's, it's so fun and fantastic. Um, but we've, uh, we've almost hit that hour. So I want to ask you one more question and then we'll call yeah. it quits, right? So when, you know, it's all said and done, and I always try to ask the same question, just in a different way, depending on who I'm talking to. When it's all said and done, and you've either pushed up the microphone or you've, you know, you've taken off that actor's jacket for the last time. Um, when you think of the movies you've worked on, um, you know, obviously it's like picking your favorite child. So you probably can't pick one, but what was, what was been your favorite movie that you've worked on? To watch? Watch and worked on. Yeah. If they're not the same. Sandlot. Number one. Okay because it was my first one and it was so it didn't feel like work yeah every day felt like fun yeah and uh u571 because every day it felt like fun on that too now with those two movies when you think of those those names for those movies or somebody brings them up to you what's the first thought or emotion that you know that comes up uh sandlot it just makes me think of actually it makes me think of my friends and my mom because my mom was with me that whole shoot mm -hmm. And uh, we were like hanging out a lot, and so that's what it reminds me. Yeah, it reminds me of good stuff. And then uh, the U five seven one reminds me of my oldest son because that's where I met his mom was on um, making that movie. Yeah, that's awesome. That's two great memories to have right there, man. Yeah. Um, is there anything that you were working on that you can talk about? Books, movies, TV shows that you can promote here that we can help push? Yeah, I just I, I just finished a um, a Sandra Bullock film. Um, okay. Yeah, it's called, uh, well, they're going, it was called Unforgiven, but I think they're going to switch the name of the uh, name of the movie. But it's with uh, Sandra Bullock, Viola Davis, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, uh, my buddy Will Pollen. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty good. I, you know, what's funny is that uh, we filmed from January to March and then we shut down for COVID. Yeah. And then we, we went back uh, at the end of August mm -hmm. and I had to do a two week quarantine in Vancouver. And on the second day of quarantine, uh, I got the Bell's palsy. So I woke up and just, I was eating Cheerios and everything just started falling out of the side of my mouth because yeah. it just it completely shuts down the left side of your face. Yeah. So I called him up and I said, uh, I called the director up, Nora, and I said, listen, I go, this could take three to six months to heal. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to probably find somebody else. So she goes, let me get back to you. And then uh, it seems like they, they wrote the, the problem into the movie. <laughs> so well, I mean, if you watch the movie... Yeah, so I kept the job, which is cool. But if you watch the movie, I'll have this in the movie. Yeah. Which well, is kind of crazy. Well, I mean, look, man, I don't give a shit what you look like. I'm just glad you're still here. And you you gave <laughs> like I like I told when I when I reached out to your age, whenever I reach out to you guys as agents, I, I never want to go and ask anybody that I just I don't want to fucking talk. I don't give a shit about them. I mean, but you guys did something with this movie 
that was so special, you know, and I know you hear this all the time, um, but this is one of those movies that I always had on me whenever I was deployed. It gave me some kind of solace, some kind of like a piece of home, right? When I was missing my wife and my son, or I was missing being home. Um, and, you know, for that, I'll, I'll, I'll forever be grateful. Like I said, I don't give a shit what you look like, man. If, if somebody's got an issue <laughs> with this, they can come talk to me and we can talk, you know, outside, you know. So I, I, I'm glad that you're doing good, man. I'm glad you're healthy. I'm glad that, you know, you're, you're still working, man, because I, fe- I feel like you got a lot of shit you could still say and you're still saying. Um, and like I said, with, with, with the movie like The Sandlot, man, it, it was just one of those things that held such a special place in my heart. And just like most people, it, it's fantastic movie it's timeless it'll never get old um you know it should never be it should never be retouched i guess is what i'm saying that that movie you know it's one thing for a prequel or something down the road with the original cast but hopefully they never touch the integrity of that that original movie um unless you guys are uh you know attached to it which would be a lot better um you know like i said man i can't thank you enough for taking the time for me today but also for for being a part of fucking history man i mean cool it's been fantastic. It's been fun. Um, I can't wait to see this movie. I, I've got the one saved over here. I'm going to go watch me some submarine movies. Um, awesome. Yeah, man. Uh, is there anything you want to say before we wrap it up? Hey, man, uh, thank you for your service, too, by the way. Oh, thanks, brother. Man. It, and uh, this has been uh, it's been awesome, man. You're a really cool dude. I'm, I'm glad uh, it's, it's been fun chatting with you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Well, uh, whenever this comes out, I'll make sure I send you guys over links so you can see it. Um, but you can follow... Where can they find you? At? So you on social media at all or anything like that? No, I actually I just got off uh, Facebook for yeah. a while, man. Just the it's the negativity is just too yeah. much for me. Was like, I was taking a break. Yeah, I might get back on it in a little bit, but uh, taking a little well, break from it for a while. Well, if he comes back on, make sure you go and give uh, Tom a good old follow. You can follow us me at in my head pod is right there in the picture. And like I said, it's been fun, man. You stay safe up there. You have a great time, and uh, we'll chat down the road. Awesome, buddy. You good? I hope you do. Cool. Have Thanks, Take it easy. Thank you. Bye. Thanks again for checking out the What's In My Head podcast. If you're digging what you're hearing, leave us a five-star rating. That will help other fans of animation and pop culture find the show. Don't forget to smash that subscribe button, tell a friend, and I'll see you guys and gals next week. Good night.